Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Well, Rick, I never thought it would happen. The inaugural episode of Chaos and Disorder. Check it out. Same new Twitter name, but you can still get there if you're an old Asylum follower, at Chaos and Disorder. And we're on the Facebooks now, Rick. We got us a millennial to get us on the face page. So check it out. Chaos and Disorder. That's that ampersand thing. Chaos and Disorder podcast. Get over there and do the like or the throw us a goat or something. Don't they do kind of... Of weird is, stuff yeah. there. Of course, I am here as always with my octogenarian friend, Mr. Rick Briggs. Yes, and welcome to Chaos and Disorder. As Rick said, the inaugural show after, God, 400 and some shows of the old asylum. This is brought to you by Asylum Sports, but thanks to Andy Frampton, our good friend, uh, for that great introduction. You can check him out for all his upcoming shows and events in your area. Check him out on Facebook and TikTok, and you can check him out by looking for at Bronco Swanson is what he goes by on there. So check out Andy Frampton and Chaos and Disorders brought to you by Dead Sled Coffee, Recon Brewing, and The Chop Shop. And um, I tell you what, we thank all our sponsors for uh, helping us get this thing on off the ground here yeah we're barely marginally off the ground anyhow but we're getting there so so for those of us who know you've heard this bio because it seems like we switch networks and formats what about every 15 or 20 minutes or so but this is our new our own venture back on our own of course uh, if you haven't listened before our background how long we've been podcasting broadcasting 10 years decade what a waste of time (laughs) good god Started out in the fantasy sports uh, industry, did that for a long time until fantasy podcasting in the industry in general became the land of suck, the kingdom of the nerds. I've had enough of it. Did uh, went to just straight sports for a few years, and now here we are, and chaos and disorder is kind of just that, whatever we want it to be. It's marginally a sports show, I guess, mainly because that's all I know, these two dummies. I guess we never introduced our producer i'm doing the air quote thing producer alejandro finkelstein esquire the third so he'll every once in a while chime in and grind the show to a and we will have plenty of other subjects to cover i mean alejandro and i can cover just about anything you can sit back and listen and learn i'd rather not well i know you like to bloviate but hey, hey we want the talent Rick. we want to thank um rival lovers for that great intro music if you like that check them out you can find them on twitter at rival lovers rival lovers i like it yes indeed it's a good band name good music too i wish i could play music i wish i could do anything yeah i wish i, I could do something spit besides into a talk. microphone yeah I'm, I'm good at that well well i'm all right at well that. we can do it how yeah. good we are i don't know but we can do it for a long time yeah so I, I think what we want this show to be, like I said, it's going to be marginally a sports show, mainly because that's all I pay attention to, and the only thing you and I probably have in common <laughs> really is sports. But it'll be news of the day. It'll be whatever, right? I, I, I envision I, – I grew up listening to 
you know, it's Howard Stern, obviously, Opie and Anthony, Don and Mike recently, Big O and Duke, shows like that where it's just kind of guys sitting around talking about crap that guys talk about. That's what I want it to be. If you want to talk about uh, the coronavirus and the virtues of wearing a mask. Politics, or religion, don't politi- come here. This please. probably isn't the show for you. We may hit on those things from time to time, but you're not going to like what we have to no, say. Guaranteed. Uh, probably virtue signaling will be at a minimum here. And so if your feelings hurt easily, you, you <laughs> may want to uh, avoid us. I'd say I apologize in advance, but I don't apologize. I don't, I don't care no. if you're fragile sensibilities are offended so we're just going to uh, sit around and talk i think we got some pre-produced stuff rick likes to complain about things so we're yeah, gonna do and, that and wherever you find podcasts you'll be able to find chaos and disorder and, and make sure you you subscribe um we're gonna have a lot of of short pods you know going out during the week you know on various subjects you know maybe only a few minutes long whatever but um you know check us out you know subscribe and um you know, we'll have uh, right now. You can send any ideas you want to talk about to um, let's let's do asylum football at gmail right now. Yeah, we gonna, need to get an email. Yeah, we're going to get an e- email set up for chaos and disorder. But right now, send it to the old asylum football at gmail dot com. You hear that, Dean from Connecticut? We're still around, buddy. You think he still listens? I doubt it. If he's alive, he is. Well, why wouldn't he be alive? I don't know. It had to be younger than you, and you're hey, a medical marvel that you're you still alive. S- did you guys see the, what was his name, something diamond or whatever, the kid that played, about your gauge, right, the, the kid that played Screech. Something yeah. diamond. <laughs> that was his something, name. That is disrespectful. It's Dustin Diamond. Da- Dustin Screech Diamond, right. Screech from Saved by the Bell. Right. 44 years old. That is just way lung, too young. Lung cancer. Lung cancer. Stage four. I mean, that, he'd and, had a rough go of it after Saved by the Bell. But he was diagnosed three weeks ago, and he's done. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he must have known something was going on. I mean, you would think before that, or does, I don't know, does it creep up on you like that? I have no idea. I mean, that's just sad. At 44 years old, just way too young, man. Yeah, like I said, he had a pretty rough go of it there for in the last 15 or 20 years. So I guess not stunning. I think what how it happened was stunning, not not so much stunning that it happened. But, yeah, it's a bummer for, for people my age sure. and, and may, maybe Finkelstein. I don't know. He's a millennial, but an older millennial. Well, so. my, my daughter's younger than Alejandro, my oldest daughter, and she watched all right. Saved by the Bell. So, obviously, he, he's right there. College you know, years were no good. And you look at these kind of things. You know, we talk about, well, you know, we brought him up. Um, and, you know, you look at the Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison. Well, it's no wonder. They had a rough go. Then you look at, like, Keith Richards. Well. Just hanging around. Just getting her done. There, there's always <laughs> exceptions, right? I mean, I, I like to think you're one of the exceptions. I've, it, by last count, I appreciate I've, that. you've had, uh, what, the Rona five times now? I, I, I believe it three, is. Three, I think. three times. But my mother's had it and my daughter's had it, so who knows? Yeah, so, I mean, you, you keep dodging that bullet, so yeah. sometimes – there's just it's called no underlying conditions my friend saved by the bell sports segment bob golick was on that yes he was on the college years he was yeah. the uh fat or the dorm what do you call the dorm guy the guy in charge R- of ra uh, ra yeah not fat jacked and he played himself right no he was he played an ex-nfl player yes. though i don't think he used his name mike get. rogers mike rogers mike rogers but the college years weren't good I think Kelly was banging her professor. They got into a little more saucier things, but uh, it wasn't the same. 
No, that's and it didn't have who was the tall one that went on in that stripper movie. You kind of yeah. needed her, the Jesse neurotic Spano. one, Jesse Spano. Yeah, Elizabeth. yeah, and, and, Elizabeth. yeah Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. That's it. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, we're living examples of this, but you know, these shows where they focus on kids, you know, okay, like Saved by the Bell, and then. 90210, some of these kind of shows. You even go back to the old Andy Grove, the Opie and everything. You know, the ki- when the kids grow up, it just ruins everything. Well, yeah. They're, it's just because they become us. And, and that's why then in and all those horrifying. sitcoms, they always had to bring in, they'd either have to adopt some kid or, or find one behind the garage, and he lived there, and it was always the sassy kid. That's what all these shows did. The real shame of it is, you know, you think back to Say by the Bell and Tiffany Amber Thiessen just – we know what everybody did as a teenager when she came on the screen and you brought up 90210. So anyhow, recently I saw Jenny Garth on some show, Tiffany Amber Thiessen was doing some broke dick spin off of ridiculousness, man, time has not been good to them and it just ruins things. Now, Winnie Cooper's still getting it. I haven't seen Jenny Garth in, in, oh, years. I mean, I I can't even... Think of the last I, thing. I mean, that. I'm not one to cast stones, but time is time is caught up with her. Well, has anybody seen Topanga lately? Is Topanga all right? They did a comeback show of that too. Like, oh, didn't they? I think it was Girl Meets World. Oh, where I did see that. I was probably still ten years ago. I, for the life of me, I can't remember what the boy's name was, but I do remember Topanga. But you know what? The one thing Why that did gets I just me go blank on it's a savage. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Bob Savage. My, Oh, Bob Corey. Sagan. Sagan. Corey and Topanga. Not there you Bob go. Sagan. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's Full House. You... That's Full House. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of another well, kid's show. Welcome to Chaos and Disorder. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we're talking about stupid kid shows. They're all asinine anyway. Did you ever see any of Bob Saget's uh, stand-up? Yeah. He is not Danny Tanner you, at no, all. No. You know what? I'll just say it since it's Chaos and Disorder. My dog wets my balls. Did you ever hear that? Skit? Why would he say that? I don't know. That's the his. I think it's his most recent stand-up. He does a song at the very end, and it's this very loving song about how much he loves his dog. And one night he got drunk, and his dog licked his balls. Mm. Well, I think we will have to check that out. I, I don't think I'm going to have to check. Why, it why out. would you not check that? Why out? would I? It doesn't sound funny, and I'm not going to watch something. What do you mean that's it not doesn't funny? sound funny? His Bob dog Doug... saying that is not funny. I was going to say well, his him dog saying it isn't. <laughs> Funny, but nothing he says no, is funny. Sam Kinison saying that and then screaming might be funny. You know, that's one I never got, Sam Kinison. I didn't think he was funny. I love Sam Kinison. I mean, I guess it was funny the first eight times he went, oh, oh, after he said something. But what he said before, it wasn't funny, and that wore off. I know that's sacrilege to say. I didn't – he didn't do it for me. I mean, it, no, I mean, I, I can see why he wouldn't. You, you know, I mean, there's just certain – you know, certain comedians are funny to other people, you right. know, to some people and, and not to others. I mean, Robin Williams and Jonathan Winters, they were hysterical to me. Um, I don't think I'm familiar with Jonathan Winters' oeuvre. Really? His milieu. Uh, Probably yeah. if I saw him, you I'd need, know who he was. You need to was. look him up because they used to do a shtick together. He was older and it would more or less be kind of like Robin Williams' mentor, you know, okay. as far as like – just go off, you know, Jonathan Winters would do the same thing Robin Williams did, just go off on a tangent somewhere. But I can't understand people who do that. Well, I mean, that's a talent or (laughs) a mental condition. It's one of the two. (laughs) 
But they actually, I saw, there's a thing you see it on YouTube. It's on Johnny Carson where John of the Winters comes out. He's, he's a guest. He's dressed up as some Union soldier. Don't know why. See, that's what I like. People doing stuff Robin just for Williams no reason. comes out and decides he's going to interview this Union soldier. And, of course, Johnny Carson, being the pro that he is, just sits back. And they just go nuts. I mean, it's hysterical. I mean, they, they were funny. You would, you even you would like find humor in that. What does that mean? Even me? Well, because you you just seem to be grumpy. He knows what he just rolled his eyes. He knows what I'm talking about. First of all, we've got to get him somewhere where I can see him. I, that's going to be. <laughs> I like what he's behind. That's going to be before next episode. I'm going to rearrange his studio where I can see this dope because I feel like he's doing all kind of skullduggery <laughs> and shenanigans behind me all the time, and I don't like it. And then when I want to start using him to rag on you, I got to turn around and I get too far away from the mic. It's a whole thing. So there's going to be a, the, the palatial asylum studios are soon to be remodeled, I believe. I want to um, say something here because since well, this, this probably is probably a good thing you have a podcast. Well, no, but no, since this is Super Bowl week, I just didn't want this story to go away. All right. Okay. I'm good. Thanks. Um, for for everybody who doesn't know, while we call Finkelstein a producer, what he really exists for, what what you don't know, and we'll get into this later in the show, both Finkelstein and Briggs are miserable alcoholics. And so while Finkelstein can in no way get the show on the air, just for, for background, I showed up at the studio late. These two dope. Can I say something? No, you I just re- wait. You, you wait a damn minute. You wait a damn minute. These two dopes were apoplectic because they thought the whole thing had come undone because the board wasn't working. The board wasn't working. Finkelstein, do you want to tell them what uh, troubleshooting diagnosis I was able to come up with? The board wasn't plugged in. Well, there was that, and then once you resolved that. That that was my success there. You didn't even know that. It it (laughs) took me to turn up. Get this. Now, listen, all you junior producers and junior podcasters out there, if you're looking to start, this is step two. So plug in your board, number one. (laughs) Number one. Step two, and this is the part Finkelstein learned today, and Briggs, he's been at it for 10 years. He just learned this today, too. Turn up the volume on the microphone. It's amazing what you can hear. And then sound starts coming through. It's the damnedest thing. But you told me to keep my hands off the board. Yeah, you need to keep your hands off. I was following orders. No, you're right. The producer had no clue. Yeah, that's a good practice for you to keep your hands off the board. I do agree with that. But I actually was strolling around looking for some, and and it is Super Bowl week, so I was kind of looking for anything related to the Super Bowl without really just talking about Pat Mahomes and everything like that. Well, anyway, I come across a, a story in the morning call, and it was um, a periodical of note. Well, according to the story, it was posted 18 hours ago. All right. Okay. By Manuel Gomez Jr. All I right? don't think that's how that's pronounced, but we'll, we'll go G-A-M-I-Z, with it. G A M I Z. So, I mean, you know, however you want to say it. I think it's Manuel. <laughs> what did I say? Manuel. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the last <laughs> Using the <laughs> biblical version, Emmanuel. Well, it's nothing wrong with We said we cover religion once in a while, all right? Give me a break. Yeah, let's talk religion. Anyway, here's the, high, here's the headline. So how Ang- about those Catholics, angry, huh? Angry Eagles fan attacks girlfriend, puts dog in microwave. Oh. Okay? I now, think you could stop at the headline with that. No, you can't because this is – okay, I – I'll just read it to you, and, right. and then 
Upset about the Philadelphia Eagles playoff loss on Sunday, a 31-year-old woman attacked her girlfriend inside her room at the Best Western Hotel in Hanover Township, Northampton County, and placed a girlfriend's dog inside a microwave, according to court records. Okay? This wouldn't have happened. And then you go through the names. I'm not even going to say their names or whatever. I think you should. No, I'm not not even going to do that. But the woman said that her and her girlfriend were staying at the hotel as a getaway. But the girlfriend got drunk and began yelling at her about the Eagles' playoff loss to the New Orleans Saints. The woman (laughs) said the girlfriend began to push her, and she pushed her back so she could get away. The woman said the girlfriend pushed her hard enough to knock her down. And when she was on the floor, the girlfriend got on top of her and began hitting her in the face. The woman said she scratched the girlfriend on the face and was able to get away. During the argument, the girlfriend told the woman that if she left the room, she would kill her dog in the room with them. Okay? Can we address the fact that the Eagles didn't play the Saints? Or am I skipping ahead? You're skipping ahead. Let's skip ahead because the details really don't matter anymore. Well, what was the point of the dog in the microwave? Was it to bring harm to the dog? Or was it just. If you left the room, I'm going to kill the dog. So that's how she decides she's going to kill the dog. That's more than one way to skin a cat, I guess, right? Sitting here being sports fans that we are, I realize the Philadelphia Eagles sucked (laughs) and they weren't in the playoffs. I'm given to understand that. So I got to looking. The last time. The Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints played. The Saints beat them 20-14 to 14 on January 13th, 2019, which was the 2018 season. Okay. This story was posted 18 hours ago. Oh, so it wasn't I, – I thought we were going to get – because she was so drunk, she didn't even realize the Eagles weren't playing. No, this is just no, – Ma- Manuel well, Gamez is a donk. Is that Manuel what you're telling me? Manuel Gamez – was reporting on the playoff loss. It happened, what, two years ago? Yeah, that's odd. But he didn't post it until 18 hours ago. Now, that is slow getting shit to press. Well, he'd do good here at Chaos and Disorder then. I don't even think he could handle that. (laughs) Couldn't do worse than Finkelstein, anyhow. No, no, no. He brings beer on time every time. When are you going to get your act together? All right, so oh, I guess while you I brought up the Super Bowl, we are not doing a full preview of the Super Bowl. No. But do we care? Yeah. I, I could not be less excited for a Super Bowl. I thought maybe it's Tom Brady fatigue. I don't know what it is. I, I can't get up for this one, Rick. And there is nothing else in the freaking world going on. You'd think I'm, I'd be going crazy. I'm actually very excited about it just for the fact that you know, I love watching Patrick Mahomes play. Um, I do, but God, I'm tired of the slurpage. Every time he makes a, I know. a common pass, oh my God, no one's ever done it. Like, oh, I can't yeah, take yes it anymore. They have. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm like you. I don't really want to talk so much about the Super Bowl, but I do want to come with a little. Just subject to you that we can discuss. Even Ollie Hondra can pitch in. Well, you moving off the Super Bowl? No, no, no. Oh, we're, right. we're right on football here. But I, I got to thinking, you know, everybody talks about, you know, the, the the Patriots. You know, this is Tom Brady's 10th Super Bowl. Now, of course, that's unprecedented. We can't sell that short. No, no way we look at it. But our – I mean, you have to look at it in in – 
longevity, I, I, I would say New England is probably the longest reigning dynasty. But are they like the greatest dynasty? And, I, and I'm going with modern times. I'm going like from the 60s. I mean, you have the Packers won five NFL championships, including the first two Super Bowls, in like seven years. Right. Okay. You had the Steelers win four in seven years. You had Oakland. Six years. Excuse me, six years. You had Oakland win three in seven years. Buffalo went to four Super Bowls, didn't win any of them, but they won four AFC titles. Um, you know, the, the, the Patriots haven't beaten in the Super Bowls. It's not like they just have this undefeated streak. Um, you know, the 49ers won theirs, I think, in like nine years. You know what I can't speak to? So, I actually, I'm going to struggle answering that. Because my initial thought is, yeah, the Patriots have to be the best. Here's what I don't know. I know about the greatness in playoff success of those 49ers teams, of those Steelers teams, of those Cowboys teams. What I don't know relative to the Patriots is what was their reign of division regular season dominance. What was this, the first time in how many years that the New England Patriots didn't win the division? How It's unfathomable to me. But, but those ever, those teams may have been just as good. I don't know. But I have don't. you ever seen a division so bad for so long? Well, they, they did get I a mean, little fortunate you look there. At, okay, you look at, say, I don't know what it was, I guess the AFC Central back in the day. Right. There was Pittsburgh. Houston, probably for two or three years, was the second best team in football. Period. I mean, you yeah, know, only to Pittsburgh, only unfortunately to Pittsburgh, for them. Exactly. Yeah, Cleveland was good. Cincinnati had been to two Super Bowls in the eighties. Right. I mean, they they were forced to be reckoned with them most times. Oakland, Kansas City was always a good team. Air Coriel and San Diego, uh, of course, they couldn't stop anybody, but they they dropped forty on you. Right. And the Denver Broncos. I mean, they were a solid team. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, the, the division run is is impeccable, but since Buffalo's run of four Super Bowls in a row, I mean, the division's been miserable. Yeah, I guess the Jets got to a couple AFC yeah, championship they had games. A couple teams. The Dolphins had a couple decent teams. Certain but, ones popped up, but once the Tom Brady era really began right. in earnest, the those teams were bad, though. I mean, it's not like they were finishing, you know, New England was finishing 12-4 and four and somebody was finishing even 10-6. and six. That rarely happened. They exactly. were finishing sub-500. So, it's hard to say. I mean, look, in my lifetime, in my consciousness of football, there, there's nothing that even matches that. I, I remember the Cowboys being dominant in the 90s. That's when I really kind of came of age watching football. But that was but also in the Washington age. was good. New York was good. Exactly. So they didn't have that. Philadelphia was yeah. pretty good. They didn't have that dominance across a decade necessarily right. in, in the regular season. But I, were, I think those other teams in the East were better. So I just it's hard to say. I don't know. It, it's impressive. And. To sell it short, and we want to, and oh, they cheated, no, I, all that BS. You know, no, I don't want to hear not, all that. That's not, you know, at all what I'm trying to get at. But I mean, if you look at like you talked about Denver, you look at or Denver, Dallas, excuse me. Um, before that, from '82 was the 49ers, '83 Redskins, '84 Raiders, '85 49ers. Then you had the '85 Bears, and well, it was '86 Bears. Mm-hmm. Then the Giants, then the Redskins, then the 49ers. I don't think you can say that anymore. 
well, the whatever. Washington they, they football team. They were called team. that then. Then the 49ers, then the Giants, then Washington, then Dallas, then Dallas. That NFC East was strong right. for a decade, you know, in multiple teams. Yeah, so maybe that Dallas team was better yeah, when you I think mean, about it because they were still winning division titles and facing better competition. They weren't winning 2018 of them in a row or whatever it was that New England won, right. but – I don't know. It's hard to say. So who's going to win the Super Bowl? What is Rick Briggs? I like Kansas City. Down prediction. I really do like Kansas City. I mean, I, you know, as impressive as Tampa Bay was um, beating the Green Bay Packers. Look, we've seen what Aaron Rodgers. He's what one and four now in NFC Championships yeah. games. Brady had three picks in that game. There's no way in the world they should have won that. You know, with those kind of stats. I don't think you can do that against Kansas City. No, no, There's he's just gonna, no chance. Patrick and, Mahomes turns every turnover into points. Yeah, Tom Brady's just going to have to be extremely solid, and I think Tampa Bay is going to have to grind it out with Fournette and, and Jones and, and control a lot of that clock. They cannot let – you can't get into a shootout. Even as great as Tom Brady is in a shootout, you're going to lose Kansas City. That being said, I think that's their only chance of winning. Is to get in a shootout because we keep you, you see it with Tennessee. You keep it, all these teams that come in and face Kansas City. We got to run the ball. We got to keep them off the field. And he still puts up forty. He, yeah. he could put up. He could magically put up forty with three. But possessions you saw Deshaun somehow. Watson. They they went all out and got ahead twenty four nothing. Still got their door well, blown it, off. I mean, I don't passion. know how you do beat them. Yeah, I quite don't think, frankly, I, I will be interested to see. I think the interesting matchup is you. You obviously cannot run on. Tampa Bay for going on two or three years, and that's not talked about enough. I mean, you actually cannot run right. on Tampa Bay. Can that secondary hold up? Are the safeties going to be healthy? That Tampa Bay defense is really, really underrated. I don't think it matters how good your defense is against this Kansas City offense. I think this is a boat race. I think it's going to be a boring game. I, I really do. I'm thinking like a 34 to 20 type of game. My my biggest concern is it's not so much like you said. Kansas City won't be running against Tampa Bay. Um, they'll probably get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, can the safeties control Tyreek Hill and company? Yeah. Maybe. But then you have linebackers trying to stop Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. I just – And, you know – They're and, a matchup nightmare right. no matter what you do. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I like Kansas City. How about you? Yeah, boat race, just boat race. 34-20, something like that. Probably a game – for a half, Kansas City tends to like to do that, right? And then they just come out and blow their doors off. So, Rick, I need you to explain to me this whole kerfuffle, this whole snit with Patrick Reed that happened this weekend. Well, he won by four shots or five, five. shots. Five shots, excuse but me. But everything I read says what he did was within the rules. The rules official gave him the thumbs up. But everybody's losing their mind saying he's a damn cheat. I, I don't right. understand well, it. Tell everybody what he did, then we'll, we'll take it from there. Well, he, his ball was – he claims it was right. plugged. Without the official, he went and picked up the ball and then asked the official, you know, to confirm it was plugged and he would right. get relief. And everything seemed copacetic, but then even CBS, Nance, everybody was losing their yeah. minds. And I, I don't exactly. understand. Yeah, I mean, that that's – that's why I wanted you to just to explain to everybody. Maybe a lot of people didn't know what you were talking about. Well, they should. But if you they don't, can't. They're donkeys. You, yeah, you just don't walk up and and unplug a ball without an official. 
I mean, if it's on a line in a hazard, you look at the official. He makes the official ruling if it's in a hazard or not. If it's buried up under a lip in a sand trap, the official comes over. You don't dig it out of the sand trap and say, hey, it was plugged under there, right? I mean, you just well, apparently don't do by that. the rules, you can. Well, never any tournament I ever played. Well, I mean, in. the PGA reviewed it because you know how they'll, they'll go back two right. days later and assess a penalty. They didn't do it, they said it was within the rules. Well, if it's within the rules, if it's if you know if they say it's within the rules, I mean that that that's news to me. Um, that you can actually move your ball without somebody telling you can in in a tournament. Um, maybe they've changed it. My God, I've been out of the golf business for what fifteen years now. So, right. Um, you know, I to me that it just seems weird that you would do that in a tournament without consulting an official. Just to make sure. You know what I'm saying? Well, Anything. Yeah, controversy follows this guy. I get it. I, right. I just have a problem with what, what I kept reading today as I was getting ready for the show was, yeah, technically it wasn't against the rules. Because, again, the PGA, not just right. – I can understand the rules official donking it up. You right. know, fine. It's just some volunteer, some dummy standing out in the golf course at the Farmers Open, which nobody cares about. But then the PGA went back and reviewed this, right, mm-hmm. and, and assessed no penalty. And, and we know they have no qualms about you could be watching a golf tournament, see a rules violation, call the PGA. They will look at the video and go back yeah. and assess penalties. We saw that it was with DJ a couple years ago. Yeah. Was, was the big st- – well, I mean, So I they am- ruled it was – so now when we talk about, well, it violates the spirit of the rule. Not the spirit of the rule. Shut up. The, 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 well, the I have no the problem. Rule. If the PGA said it was good – and I have no doubt that it was because, like you said, a good case in point was uh, that tournament years ago. Uh, Craig Staller was under a tree, and it was real wet and muddy. It had a lot of rain. So he put a towel down, and he got down on his knees, and he hit a shot because he didn't want to get his pants all dirty. No, well, probably course, expensive pants. Well, of course, some nerd writes in saying, you know, you're not allowed to do that because that's improving your stance. And the PGA assessed him two-shot penalty. Oh, come on. I'm serious. You got to find that guy and no, kick his that, ass. Well, I know, but that happened. That was years ago. I mean, this is when Craig Staller was still in the PGA Tours. You know, I mean, it was 20 years ago, something like that. But, yeah, so, I mean, if the PGA says it was okay, hey, I'm, I'm going to say, okay, it's okay. I mean, simple as that. Yeah, I just I, – I didn't get – and they're still going on about it. Yeah. And, look, controversy well, follows I mean, it, this, this guy. This is the He's a, social media, and every boob that has a computer – has a has the stellar opinion that no one can argue with. Hey, that's how we have this show here at Chaos well, and no, Disorder. Because we are correct. We've cut our bones for over a decade. Cut our bones? Or cut our teeth. Is that a thing? <laughs> Whatever. Well, nope, I've been waiting with it. for it. <laughs> it. It's a new one. Cut. We our made our bones, bones or cut our teeth. Oh. What does made our bones mean? I don't know. That is the correct one, but that's, I I don't know. But I remember pirate that's, saying. that's from the Godfather. Uh, is it like I made my somebody bones you make when bones? you were going out with cheerleaders. Mo Green, Godfather. I like cheerleaders. I like the Godfather. So you say it's the Godfather. You say it's pirates. Well, I think it stems from pirates, and then the mafia took it over. Uh, well, they they kind of take what they, they can want. Do what they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to have a little fun here, Rick? I, I'm having a blast now. Here's what I want to do. We're gonna test. 
see if he's even paying attention back there. Okay. And I'm going to say we're going to take our commercial break right here, and let's see how long it takes this bumbling fool to actually get the commercials on the air. All so right. <laughs> there it comes. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect, no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you are sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com, or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania, and tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. So as predicted, that rum dum couldn't handle it. He hit the commercial while I'm still talking, and before I could play a little outro music to make it sound like, oh, I don't know, a professional broadcast. So, hey, good job, Finkelstein, as always. Seven out of ten. Nah, that's high. So, Rick. Thank you. You know. So you know, Rick, everyone who knows me knows I'm a news junkie, right? <laughs> I, I pay attention to the news. I'm on all the big stories all around Everybody the world. Everybody that I know that knows you, the only consistent opinion I know of is you're a slob. Well, that's, that's hurtful. So, Rick, I scour. <laughs> I, I read the New York Times. I read the, the Washington Post. The What's the intelligencer? I always like Wall that Street one. Journal? Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. That's where I get all my GameStop trading advice. So, Rick, I found what is, I believe, the biggest story in news today. Now, everybody bear with me. If this is your first time listening to an iteration of Flieger and Briggs, I don't read so good. I get excited. But, Rick... <clears throat> Dateline Slovakia. I'm just I gonna, love Slovakia. I'm just going to read the story just how it is. <clears throat> a woman performed oral sex on a gas station robber in Slovakia, distracting and delaying him until police arrived, according to a report. The 24-year-old leaf alleged, thief or leaf thief allegedly forced a male employee to hand over money from the cash register at the station and and there's all kind of weird letters in this city name in Slovakia 
The worker then fled to the back office after being punched in the face by the criminal, according to the outlet. So this is a bad dude. Then, Rick, here's my favorite line. A mystery woman, who is not believed to be an employee, then entered the station through the back door. Make your own joke there. And offered a doggy door and offered her services. So this woman just mysteriously appeared, Rick. It's unclear if she decided to perform the sex act out of fear of being assaulted herself, but a police tor- a police source told local news agency TASR that the woman appeared willing to help stall the burglar. <laughs> a staff member had already called the cops who discovered the woman and the robber lying naked on the floor, the outlet said, citing local reports. In one of the rooms, the officer saw the man receiving, I like this, sexual services from the young woman, police spokesman Michael Sheff told TASR. The woman then said to the cops, take him because I can't anymore. (laughs) The officers were forced to use were forced to use force. That's terrible news reporting by this writer here. The officers were forced to use force when the suspect resisted arrest. Well, of course he did. He was otherwise engaged. That's an amazing story. You talk about a woman, a hero, who would come in, not affiliated with the store, saw something go down, and she got it done and and held him up until the police got there. Coming in through the back door. Right through the back door. Right through the back door. God bless her. God yeah, bless you. you. That's, I, a, that's a good egg, that yeah, one. That's a Slovakian woman there. What do you think she looks like? They had no pictures. I don't know. And I believe me, I looked. Now, <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't look like Ollie Anna Kornikova, right? I, I need, Ollie Hunter, do you, I need you to look up Pils, P-I-L-S. Is that where Pilsner beer originated? Was Slovakia or is it Czech Republic? Czech it, Republic. Okay, because I know it was in Czechoslovakia, but I didn't, you know, they divided it up a hundred times. I don't yeah, know why'd what, they do that? I don't know. No. I have no, I have no idea. I don't like it. I don't either. I like put it back together. Yeah, yeah, put it back Czechoslovakia. together. Czechoslovakia. Yeah, they did Germany. There's no East and West anymore. Now let's just put Czechoslovakia back I together. Agree. Let's start something. Here's a dumb question. Right here in Chaos Disorder, oh. we can start. <laughs> we're gonna bring Slovakia. We're gonna bring Czech Republic and Slovakia back together again. There's a T-shirt idea. There you go. I like it. I love it. Get on that. Get the sponsors on that. I'm on it. All I right. doubt it. You know, By I'm on it, speaking it of some really beer. nice articles, I mean, I really appreciated that one from Slovakia, but I got one from this country. Yeah. The 49 most miserable cities to live in based on the United States census data. You know, that's using cost of living, crime, unemployment, water quality, recreation, so on and so forth. A lot, you know, a lot of different things. We're not going to go through all 49, but... That's a lot of states. Yeah. What happened to the 50th one? Or these no, are cities. No, 49 most miserable cities. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know why they didn't have 50 or 100. Yeah, that's an one. odd place to start. But anyway, 49. the states with one... Of course, you know, it's no big deal. Somebody's going to have a bad place to live. The states with one are Arkansas, Louisiana... Wait, one what? One city. One of the miserable 49 oh, cities. Oh, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm following you now. Okay. Arkansas, Louisiana... Pennsylvania, Virginia, Mississippi, West Virginia, Missouri, and Illinois all had one. Okay, that's no problem. So I'm thinking we're in Pennsylvania. It must just be Philly. I don't know. I, they, the, the towns don't matter. We'll, well, I think we'll, it does since it's about the towns. Well, we'll get to the top oh, five. All right. Okay, I'm not going to go through all They all have yeah. to be in New Jersey, right? But states with two cities, <laughs> Okay, there's only one. That's Georgia. Okay, no big deal. Now we're getting with three cities. Oh. Indiana and Michigan. 
Michigan. have three. Now come the big dogs. Oh. We got we got states with four. California. Certainly. Ohio has four. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Florida and Texas have five. Oh. Te- and in man. second place with nine out of the top 49 most miserable cities, New Jersey. Got to be. <laughs> All the smallest ones if got the, nine if of the them. the world ever and needs an And, of course, Alejandro hit the champion with ten California. But now the top five most miserable cities. I'm going to start with oh, five. Oh, we weren't in the top five. What, what is the criterion now, what for I'm a miserable is, city? I, I said the states that had the most miserable cities. Uh, now I'm going to go the five most miserable cities according uh, to this index. What's the criteria? Well, I told you. It's cost of living, crime. Yes, please. Did he say that? No. Yes. I, I don't think you did. Play it back. Well, we, now, we damn can't. it, I'm stopping. No, we can't play, play it, it back. back because you just sent the producer on a beer okay. run, so we couldn't possibly pay something, Alejandro, play something back. Alejandro. He can't hear you. Next week, <laughs> next week, when I'm right, you are going to play on the show next week because I did say it. Because I said cost of living, crime, unemployment, water quality, recreation, and things like that. And you sat there and nodded that square head of yours. I swear this is the first time I've heard any of this. Yeah, well, you know, that was your little quiz of Alejandro not paying attention. Well, that's mine to you. Anyway. Maybe he'll start playing a commercial now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The top five most miserable Dope. cities are, number five, Patterson, New Jersey. Can't say I'm familiar. Number four, Huntington Park, New California. Jer- oh, that's California. Yeah. All right. And these cities are, it's like 50,000 and up. So, I mean, it's not even all that big. They're just miserable places. Right. Huntington Park, is that Huntington Beach, California. Too? Huntington Park, California. I wouldn't think a beach town would be miserable, right? would it? But that's where Tito Huntington Ortiz Park had nothing to do with beach. Well, Listen. he's asking if Huntington Park's part of Huntington Beach. Number three. There's New beaches Brunswick, and towns. New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Number two, and of course, one of our all-time favorites, Flint, Michigan. Yeah, that's uh, that's got a bit of a reputation. And the number one most miserable city in the country. Sacramento. Any guesses, Ollie? Trenton. No. Newark. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. Oh. In 2017, a drug enforcement agent said about Gary, Indiana, quoting, We used to be the murder capital of the United States, but there's hardly anybody left to kill. <laughs> we, we used to be the drug capital of the United States, but for that you need money, and there aren't any jobs or anything to steal here. Well, there that you go. That about says everything you can say <laughs> about the most miserable place in the country to live. Huntington Park is just north of Compton. Ah, who cares? So nowhere near the beach. I was. We were trying to figure flicker. this out. It what? wasn't a beach town. <laughs> I hate when you do this. You know what? If you, if you knew geography, you wouldn't have to sit there and King ruin a perfectly so. good story. Play his music. This is your theme music. King No King No Cell. Well, I mean, how about like music for? King of literacy. You know what I find peculiar about you? (laughs) Well, do we have enough time? Yeah, I think I could sum this up quickly. You (laughs) like to do a talk show, right? It's kind of your thing. Yeah, I like to talk, and I want you to listen. Although nothing pisses you off more than when people on talk shows, you know, talk. 
but but that but what you're misconstruing very peculiar. What you're what you're misconstruing is I talk, you listen. See, it's a talk show. Well, I talk. Why would you name two towns Huntington within like five miles of each other? Doesn't seem smart. He's going to go on for this for two well, weeks. Well, this is bothering me, too, and you won't let us just talk it out. Well, You're I mean, over there stomping and pouting over it. Wait, I, I'm not stomping and pouting. I'm sitting here looking at a deer fly and a horse fly. I mean, you, you do. You buzz around and Which piss one the shit I? out of people. Which one am I? Uh, you're the horse fly. You're the bigger horse. Mm. Yeah, he's a deer fly. Oh, well. He's you, just... my friend, are the south end of a northbound horse. <laughs> horse gunk. I just think, like, NWA versus Tito Ortiz within, like, five miles? That's craziness. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. But Sorry. it's not on the beach. Nope. Wonder how close all the miserable places in New Jersey are. They can't be that far well, apart. It's no bigger than the city of <laughs> Philadelphia, and it's just eighteen billion furious yeah. people living there. <laughs> no offense to anybody from New Jersey. Listen, hey, we, Jersey in the house is our boy. Yeah, well, and from he understands. Old, uh, what was that? What was the name of that show? Oh, uh, the Inside Slant. Inside Slant. Yeah, you and I and Scott Fish did yeah. it for what three, four years we, together. We did it a good long yeah. time. Yeah. And like everything else, it got sucked up into the vortex of suck that is fantasy Twitter and fantasy podcasting and everything else. And our else. company going bankrupt. Well, yeah, that didn't help matters no. either. Yeah, we actually, believe it or not, listening to this crap, we used to have a lot of listeners. People cared. Yeah. You know what I think's fun, Rick? When I was doing all this news research, I didn't want to read all these stories, which I think most Americans do, is just read headlines. Okay. And so I just jotted some down. I thought it would be fun if you wanted to listen to them. I'm, yeah, I love funny headlines. All right. In fact, I'm already laughing. I don't think you are. Man who threatened New York State representative is unhinged drunk per lawyers. I like the idea of a lawyer just calling their client who, unhinged was, drunk. Is it his lawyers or the uh, prosecuting see, lawyers? See, again, reading is for nerds. I know. So I didn't see, read the story. Well, they would say prosecutors if they were saying prosecutors. No, really. So They're like, lawyers, too. So, I mean. I think it's his lawyer. I don't know. I could see your lawyer saying this. Unhinged My lawyer drunk. would say, stand up, honest to goodness, great guy. Unhinged that's what, drunk. That's what my lawyers would they say. They add parenthetically. Do you know who the most decorated World War II soldier is? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm That's not it. playing this song again. <laughs> Go on with your headlines. Hold on, did I miss something? No. I feel like you're mocking me now. <laughs> I would never mock you. Do I know you're my partner. Most... We've been partners for over ten years. Yes, now. and you've never I once would... treated me like a human. <laughs> I've never treated you other than a wonderful partner. Do I know who the most decorated World War II soldier is? Yeah. That's what you said. Man, that can't be some trick like, ha, huh, there was no World War II, so no. I don't, I don't know what <laughs> oh, you're no, up you to. You actually heard of World War II, have uh, you? I, I'm, I'm familiar with it. I, okay. I, know it, I know it was there. <laughs> Rick, naked mole rats have unique dialects and are xenophobic. Really? That's what the headline says. Huh. Officials accidentally send Amber Alert featuring picture of Chucky doll. How do you make that mistake? A Chucky doll sh- is, was the picture on the Amber Alert. 
Like instead of the picture of the kid who went missing, well, who they put like up Chucky. I, I mean, certainly they're not employed any longer. Well, I wouldn't think so. Hey, yeah, they're probably some state employee. They probably get a raise. They're probably they a producer on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here with a couple of government employees. <laughs> if anything, incompetence is rewarded, or you two idiots would be starving to death right I, now. I, you know, I, I resent that, Alejandro. I represent that. We, um... Oh, wait. No, resent. Resent. Fort Bliss soldiers poisoned after drinking substance they thought was booze. How does that happen? Because it could have been, you know. I mean, was there just a trough somewhere, uh, and they thought here this a, might be booze? Here you know, I, live, I worked story. in a town, you know, not too far from here, that uh, pretty nasty town. And, um, you know, back in the day, especially, that's back when I built bridges. And there was this bar. And there was a guy there that was this really obnoxious drunk, and it wasn't me or anything like that. I mean, this, this is a true story. I like how he feels the need (laughs) to lead with this. It tells me we've done our job. I just wanted to head you (laughs) off. That's all. No, this. this Yeah, let's hurry up and cut all the shtick out of the show before it happens. (laughs) Good thinking. This is an honest to God true story. No, I'm serious. Honest to God true story. (laughs) Do we have a profane button? Profanity button. What do you mean a profanity button? I want to hit something that just says that just starts cussing at us. Yeah. Why can't you just do that? You say you you intend to do this so often. You need a. (laughs) This is chaos and disorder. Let her rip, buddy. Anyway, this honest God true story. This guy was really obnoxious or whatever, and and the bartender ended up getting arrested for it. This guy was so obnoxious that the bartender he was drinking vodka. Ordered up, you know, a shot of vodka or whatever. Guy gave him a damn shot of ammonia. Oh. <laughs> and the guy was drunk, and, I mean, he took it. I mean, it just destroyed him. I, I could imagine yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I could see where that would happen. You know, drinking what he thought was booze. But it was soldiers, plural. This well, is what I bothers mean, me. Was it in a bottle? I don't know. I, I guess probably should have ran, read the story. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, if you read, see, some details could help. Yeah, but I like headlines. Well, that's true. But it's a good headline. At least you're honest. Man attacks sex, attacks sex shop worker with used vibrator. Oh. Who's bringing one there with them? You bring your own? Well, I don't know, man. That, that That's a good thing you didn't read that story. Yeah. BYOV? Could be. Yeah, BYOV. But yeah. why would you? I don't know. Why are you attacking the guy? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, attacking in like maybe he was trying to exchange like in a violent it. manner or <laughs> like in a that, sexual manner. You don't or have how a was he attacking yeah. him? Like that's got to be a no refunds, no exchanges type of operation, right? I bet you that's what happened. Ooh, that's scary. Like I tried it out, didn't fit. <laughs> yeah, reminds Gross. me of the thermos joke. That was a great joke. That was. Man facing sex crime sets up a GoFundMe account to ha- get him help. Let me try this again. Now why bother? Man facing sex crimes. Uh, charges? One more time. Man facing sex crime charges sets up GoFundMe to get help fleeing the country. I like that moxie. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I got to get out going? of here. <laughs> Anywhere but here, I'm guessing. You didn't read the story, I no, guess. Again, no, again, this is just headlines. Well, Snowden went to Russia, but I don't know if they'd like perverts over there. I wouldn't think. That no. seems like a place you, you wouldn't do well there. Yeah. No. 
I just like the idea of publicly I mean, saying, I mean, like Bali or where the hell would you go if you're some, you know? Did you see that Russia's cracking down on protests? Well, of course they are. Well, of course they are. They were letting it ride, apparently. <laughs> the, sorry for our audio listeners. I shrugged and rolled my eyes. Yes. Which yeah. is what he always does. But yeah, it, the the headlines all over the news were like this russian cop hip tossing and like body checking a protester it was fantastic i feel like that's what russian cops do i just thought they shot people i didn't think they hit no, they're they, big into poisoning now aren't they no Ru- russian cops are big on like hands-on like nice. just beating the ever-loving crap out of you well get you to act right anyhow hmm. <laughs> yeah that's something what are you pondering over there that's three. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. What am I supposed to say to that? You Anything. tell me. I mean, I'm supposed to start, uh, you know, quoting Nikolai Lenin or what? V.I. Lenin. Hmm? Nothing. Go ahead. Who'd you like better, Lenin, Stalin, or Trotsky? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a loaded question. You can't say Stalin. You can't say you can't say any of them. It's a historical figure. It's nothing. What what does that do? Yeah, just which one do you like the most? That doesn't do anything. You're allowed to say historical figures for crying out loud. Who did, who, I really like Satan. Who did you most agree with? <laughs> None of them. I didn't. Okay, good. What a coward. See, that's that. See, he answered it correctly. What a coward he is. Circle gets a square. I don't agree with genocide or like. Yeah. Oh, so uptight. Everyone's so uptight. Are we done? I'm hungry. No. What do you mean, no? Just what I said, no. Well, what else is there to talk about? Well, getting back to Super Bowl week. Oh, for God's sake. I thought we were done with the Super no. Bowl. No. There's a ton of prop bets out there. Do you know Patrick Mahomes, of course, was picked ninth? Okay. Do you ever, you ever think about the eight people went ahead of him? Where they are now? I can't say I've spent a lot of time pondering it. Well, let's do that. I do most of my pondering let's in the bathroom. Do that. Let's do that. All right. Please do then that. Then you can go to the bathroom. And ponder it. And ponder it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and, and ponder it. And eat tacos. I'm hungry. Okay. Number one. You know, That's efficient. Ahead. Miles Garrett. Okay. Not terrible. No, good career. He's, he's doing okay. Two is Trubisky, right? Murder. Two is Trubisky. Uh, three, Solomon Thomas. Of course, he's playing beside Joey Bozo on the San Francisco line. So, you know, we'll say, okay. Still rather have Deshaun. Well, yeah. Um, you mean Mahomes. Oh, Deshaun. yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, Deshaun's coming up on the list here. No, I'm he's getting not. ahead of myself. Or was he after? He was after. Oh, right. um, number four, Leonard Fournette. Ooh. Yeah. Pass. Actually starting to redeem himself a little bit, but yeah. Do you remember when he came into the league and he said that he thought it would be harder? It was like after week one. Yeah. He comes out and gets all brazen like, yeah. I thought this would be harder. No, it is. And they got <laughs> cut. Yeah. yeah. It happened. Number five, Corey Davis. He's been a big old buster Number six, Jamal Adams. He already had it with the Jets. Now he's what in Seattle? I yeah, think, but he's right? still getting it done. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's I mean, he'd rather have Mahomes, but right. 
Number seven, very underwhelming, Mike Williams. Yeah, he's been a dud. And number I, I can't remember a better physic, physically looking, anyhow, college-wide receiver, and he just it hasn't translated the no. NFL. He was so dominant. And what happened? I mean, it's not like he didn't have a quarterback or a, a you know receiving core mate, right? You know, with no, Keenan Allen. So I, well, I mean, they had think a great it would be a offense. perfect situation. Yeah, just bum. Yeah, Let, let's just call it as as we see it. He's a bum. Well, that's kind of hurtful. Number eight, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. All right. That's it. Those are the eight ahead of Patrick Mahomes. So, really. It's not a ridiculous list other than Trubisky. Trubisky, really. Corey Davis, yeah. Mike Williams. Those, those are to me, are, are by far the three worst. Even Fournette, like I said, sort of redeemed himself. Yeah. But, eh. Problem is, when you look at team situation, what you wonder, would Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes if he'd gone to Jacksonville? If he'd gone to yeah. San Francisco? Yeah. You think? Oh, yeah. That electric? Yeah, I, no I, I think so. credit San at all. Francisco especially. No credit at all to Andy Reid. They've been to a Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Feels like they've no. been terrible for twenty years. But no, I no, I think definitely in San Francisco he would. Jacksonville, you know that they weren't far removed from being AFC Championship well, they, game. They should have been to a Super Bowl with freaking well, Blake Bortles. Exactly. <laughs> that Which old is, drunk. Scary if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's how close they were. Yeah. We need to get so him I mean, on yes, show. I, I think, think he'd come on. Offer him a six pack. I'm thinking about there the only go. place he wouldn't be is be Detroit or the Jets. It's about the only two really scenarios. Yeah, and he could have gone to the Jets. The Jets took Jamal Adams. Right. They had Darnold. Yeah. Could you imagine him in Chicago? There's something about Chicago. I mean, since yeah, Sid Luckman, they right, haven't yeah. had a quarterback. Period. Jim McMahon was hype for a year or two, but yeah. I mean, you think about. I don't know really when Chicago. I mean, you go back to the old Sid Luckman days or something like that. I mean, he but, doesn't listen to anything I say, does nope. he? What? I actually had already <laughs> mentioned Sid Luckman. Almost word for thinking, word. <laughs> thinking you would give me some props, as the kids say, for pulling out Sid Luckman, and you just ignored it so but you could talk go, about we can go who? Back to older Sid Luckman. Sh- we can go back to older shows when I brought up Sid Luckman, and you go, who? I don't think that's true. Uh, what? Again, Alejandro, get on that because you're playing this crap next what? week. And I did mention the criteria for the cities, too. Yeah, we'll see. I don't no, think that we happened. don't have to see because I'm telling you, <laughs> Sorry. it's guaranteed. We'll hear. I'm not going to listen. This shit's terrible. <laughs> you're terrible. No. You're argumentative. I am the talent. No, you're argumentative. You're a curmudgeon. Okay. And Sounds... you don't enhance any conversation. Sounds like all the traits of a good talk show host to me. No, the talent. It, it, it's... The talent. No. And we have not had the Finkelstein philosophical conundrum. Real quick before we get to that, do you guys have anything to chime in on on the uh, Matt Stafford trade? Quite frankly, that that is a good question. You know what I like though? I like all the hold on all the time he's been on the show. Every time we've tried to bring him in or ask him a direct question. He chimes in with, before that, here's some BS non sequitur that I've been thinking about for 15 minutes. I agree. That's why we have the sound effect. It was a good question, though. I I, I will give him that. 
I think the Rams actually gave up too much. I mean, what is it? Two ones. I mean, obviously, Jared Goff. Two ones, a three, and two Goff. Two ones, a three, and Goff. Now, they get the three back compensatory, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's too much, right? Yeah, I don't know Here's what's the too thing. much. The Goff, Ram- I mean, Stafford could go to L.A. and they could be a Super Bowl champion. I don't, I don't know. But they freed up cap space. That's the big thing. Well, yeah, that's obvious. I mean, that, that's one reason why they did that kind of stuff. But on the same token, it kind of hamstrings you when, you when you're not bringing in any, any talent. And they're already kind of, I don't know. Their defense is still solid. No, I think I, I like it, and probably it's too much, right? So if that's the market for Matt Stafford, guess what, Deshaun? You're not leaving Houston. <laughs> you are per- you are in Houston until the end of that contract if that's what Matthew Stafford's fetching. I like this. I like what McVay did here. I did, And here's too. why. I, I, it is too right. much, but the only piece really missing from that Rams team from winning right now is the quarterback. Right, you're right. Jared Goff, I don't think it's a talent thing. There, there, there feels like there's something between him and McVay. They're not vibing. I, I think Goff might – well, nobody's good in Detroit, but Goff might be all right somewhere, someday. Look, two firsts is a lot to give up, right? But – you think about it, you got the running game. I mean, all they do, it didn't matter, Cam Akers, Henderson, whoever they put back there, average six yards a carry, it felt like. That defensive line, is. I mean, Aaron Donald alone makes a good defense. Plus, you got Ramsey. They're good in the secondary. Right. That team is built to win now. Here's what I don't know. Matthew Stafford's played in, what, one playoff game in his career? Is he, from a talent perspective – He's good enough to win you some games, probably. Is he good enough to win in the playoff? We don't know. He hasn't been tested to that level. He hasn't been on a team at this level and certainly hasn't played with a coach at that level. So there's unknowns, but it's a move to win now, and not enough football teams do anything to win now. I agree. I mean, The it, Pittsburgh Steelers should be doing the same type the of Pittsburgh thing. Steelers, with that defense and the supporting cast, they should be trying to win now. The Pittsburgh not. Steelers is a whole nother subject because i tell you what, they're going – the status quo and, what they do. and the Pittsburgh standard is now mediocre as opposed to this high bar of achievement. Right. Um, but getting back to Stafford, look, Detroit couldn't do anything with Stafford and the, and the clowns around him. So you get rid of Stafford, you bring in Goff, who's a good quarterback. I still think he's a good quarterback, plus some number ones and so forth. I think it works for both teams. Oh, it's a great I deal mean, for Detroit. Detroit terrible. Until they F it up. I mean, they're well, gonna, but it, it, on paper, it's a really good deal for them. You know, they, they, they could F up a, a move like this, like Finkelstein back here can F up a podcast. It's just kind of what they do. And, and, and this bringing in of Dan Campbell. You know, let, let's bring in the obligatory Wayne Foss doesn't look so bad now, does he? I mean, because every guy they bring in is a clown. Did, did I see right the last time Detroit won a playoff game was like 1957 or something? Is that true? I swear that I, I saw know. that somewhere. I don't know. No. I don't, I, Not look, been to the play. Won a playoff game. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know. Now, I think they had a couple of good years with Jim Caldwell, correct? Yeah, but, they were making play or made the playoffs once. Right. Yeah. But – yeah, I mean, since since Jim Caldwell, it's just been a debacle after a debacle, and that organization is miserable. 1991? 
Yeah. 29 seasons since a win, Detroit Lions, 1991-9 NFC Divisional. Who they beat? Oh, my God, you're looking this stuff up. Get some facts. <laughs> I think those are facts. <laughs> well, what's the score and who did they play? <sighs> January 5th of 92. So, I don't know what that the last time it had happened in the 50s was. I think I got bad Maybe their championship is their last championship, maybe. Maybe. Because I know they won in, in the 50s. They won about three championships, you know, NFL Washington? championships. Detroit. Yes. So Detroit advanced Jesus. to the championship game against Washington. No, I, I'm not looking for questions. I am looking for facts from you. Rick and I were having a conversation. 1991. Here's what, what I'm seeing. First of all, it's 92. But here's what I saw. 91 season. Yeah, 90. They have Thank won. You. They have won one playoff game since 1957. So they last won in 92, January 5th, 1992, 38 to six against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. That's how you provide information, what? you big dope. Prior to that, the last win before that was in 1957. Was that the title so, game? Did they win the championship? Well, now you're going you're too up. far. Why can't you just take facts for facts? Quit asking stupid questions. I, I spent 10 minutes just reading headlines. This is well, the level I, of show no, research I, I did. I'm not upset with you because you're doing his job. Well, I mean, I just thought maybe, course. you know. Well, apparently you have enough beer, so he's taking a little break back there. January 5th at the Pontiac Silverdome. Well, now he's going six. to reiterate everything we I said. We know where they played. 38. They went on to play Washington, which they lost 41 to 10. On January 12th. Very good. A week later. At RFK <laughs> Stadium. He can do math. The coin flip was heads. The weather was 30, 38 degrees. Washington, George uh-huh. Anvil, fourth called heads. He's just making stuff up yeah, now. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, I think we have something for that, don't we? Do we still have that? Apparently not. Well, we have know. this. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that, that is pathetic. I mean, he's sitting there waiting for 10 minutes for that. Well, why were you waiting? You could talk. Well, you're the one that was, you know. All right, man, let's get it over with. You are fake news. See, I had it there all along. You if you'd have just talked so it didn't feel like this big awkward Who pause is? until I hit it. Is this thing over yet? <laughs> That's I what I've been starving. waiting starving. It's Taco How can Tuesday. you be starving? It's 7.26 p.m. Yes. It, Eastern I, Standard uh, Time. I eat once a day. Oh, well, then you have plenty of time. No, I'm hungry. <laughs> and this show's stupid. You're stupid? The, the, the That's not wonderful. It's not up for debate. This show's exactly. dumb. What I say is fact. Both things it's can a be talk show. Both I things talk, can be true. You listen. No, no. no. And we, I don't know what he does. He gets you beer, <laughs> well, which yeah. keeps you talking and not leaving. Do you know who the most decorated World War II oh, soldier is? Oh, we're going back to this. I is still the, don't know. Is it the Scottish guy with the axe? No. Jeez. Oh. Is this a joke? No. no a, then why do we keep coming back to this? This is why we're still here. This is what everybody's holding on for, no, for you to answer this question? because I just wanted to piss you off. <laughs> well, it worked. This makes no sense. Thank you very much. So what was the thing you wanted him to do so we can end this show? Oh, and yes. this time, answer the damn question. Don't take us the in another direction. philosophical conundrum. Is it only one, I hope? One show, yes. Oh, okay. 
So pick it very carefully. This is the inaugural show. No pressure. You can read. Well, of course, he gives himself a sounder. He didn't play any music going into the commercial break, no, but not for his for bullshit else. segment, he's got he's got imaging ready. There is imaging. Pictures. There will be, I'm sure. <laughs> Psychedelic, no doubt. Yes. Two stamps. Yes. Who What's your favorite 60s band? <laughs> it's never going to end. <laughs> what do you mean? What's your favorite 60s band? What kind of bullshit question is that? Hey, Who cares? Hey, you know what's really awesome with the stream He was deck? born in the 80s. You can so? You can do two audios at the same time. Oh, and it doesn't turn nope. the other one down. Now, I like that. I really like that. Because when I do it off a... Uh, off of this machine over here, if you hit one and I hit one, yeah, it's bad. it muzzles one. Go ahead. So, Finkelstein's philosophical conundrums of the week. See, now who's delaying this, this process? The studio audience. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they all, shut all, up over there. All 12 of them, socially distanced. We should bring people Masked. In. You think anybody Masked. come watch this live? What's, yeah. What's that? P, is it PPE? Anyways, your question of the week. Who closes the bus door once the bus driver gets off? That's not a philosophical question. Who gives a shit? <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, he's piqued my interest. Because it does open with that stick from the inside. Now, isn't there a man door on the other side? I don't You go so. out the back door. The emergency door? Sure. No, I've seen enough bus drivers to know old Bessie ain't jumping out of the back of that thing. Oh, no, that's what no they way. do. That's no. what they do. All those fat guys, they just they just look fat and out of shape. I they're really like, like What, Barry it's a mirage? Sanders. Yeah. They blow an ACL. Yeah. No, they're like Barry Sanders, man. They're, just, they're like the wind. I don't think that's true. I, I think you'd be better going no with idea. Jerome Bettis. Just Jerome Bettis jumping out the back of the... I don't know. He'd have blown out a knee. You can't be jumping out. You got to be a kid to jump out of the back of that bus. I mean, they're not going out the roof hatch. Oh, I forgot well, how that. do you lock a bus though? I mean, because right? That's the question. Well, you just said it was a stupid question, and it now is you're a stupid now you're breaking it down all philosophically. It is he a, got you. It's not he got you. He got you. It's practical, not philosophical. Philosophical is to be or not to be. I mean, if you really want me to get into it. Are we really a being? Oh, for the love of See? God! And you're—he's saying this bullshit, and I need—and I have no tacos. That's why I went with the school bus one. <laughs> I like tacos. Are we really a being? What is a number? I think we already know what a number is. But do you? Yeah, I know what it is. is it's number really... one. But is I don't like these stupid questions. Did of you yours. sign off on this segment? I didn't sign off. All I know is these philosophical conundrums better get a hell of a lot better than all bus I drivers, is, numbers, and human beings. All I know is this dickhead can't figure out how to unmute a microphone, but he gets his own segment when I don't have any tacos. I'm hungry. On that note, anything else you guys want to say? <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's plenty of questions that was I a have nice to fade ask. Out. Good job. Didn't work this time. <laughs> I don't know.
No, now it's because my favorite part of the show where you try to push buttons on the replay. Here's two, <laughs> three. <laughs> try it, try it one I'm more. Done. It'll, it'll work done. this time. I'm hey, done. Let's fade out and get hey, out of here. Hey, I'm Briggs, done. why don't you tell them about Castaway? Yes, tell them about Castaway. We here at Chaos and Disorder would like to thank our sponsor, Castaway Tattoo in Butler, Pennsylvania. Granted, only a third of us have tattoos here in the studio, but Alejandro has an armful, and it was done by our good friend, Patrick Kanzler. Alejandro has been going there for over five years now, and it doesn't look like he's stopping anytime soon. Why does Alejandro trust his ample canvas to Patrick? Well, with over 20 years of experience and fluid expertise, it doesn't matter what style you want. Patrick will not disappoint. Traditional, black and gray, portraits, you name it, he kills it. Check out Castaway Tattoo on Facebook and Instagram. Patrick has all kinds of tattoos posted, and the designs he's come up with are just waiting for a home. Also, check out some of Patrick's wall art and merchandise that he has. Again, the guy is fluid. Well, he actually managed to hit the out music there. I'll give him that. So uh, I don't know why you would ever listen to this again, but if you wanted to, head on over to AsylumFantasySports.com. You will find the replay there. Follow us on Twitter at Chaos in Disorder, Chaos N, the letter N, Disorder. Give us a like on Facebook, Chaos and Disorder Podcast. Uh, I don't know. And uh, That was terrible. I thought it was pretty good. Chaos in disorder. In N. N. N Chaos yes. and disorder. Right on Twitter. So we're, we're going to do something we don't, we won't always do, but we want to do this week is we're going to let this outro song play the whole way out. Finkelstein, tell them who it is and where they can find it. Rival lovers, uh, you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, but more importantly, check them out on Bandcamp at Rival Lovers. Um, sit back and enjoy. Let it penetrate your eardrums gross until next time we'll see you take care hasta luego you don't get an out (laughs) 